Amen. Amen. As I was sitting there in worship, Lord overwhelmed me. And he just He says, Take stock in what you have. Take stock in what you have and and church. Take stock in what you have. Because things will change. We know that. In fact, they will change quickly. But in that change, the change is not to produce something different. The change is to produce more of what he's produced. So see, you have a responsibility, church, to recognize what he's doing in your heart and keep it exactly that, what he's doing in your heart. What he's doing to fashion you into that puzzle piece that he has for his mosaic. I'm excited for what God's doing. And all of you know we we have some dear friends here. They came just a little ways. <laughs> just a little ways. But I also want to mention another friend we have here, and that's Charles over here. I, I meant to mention him earlier. He he he's from Nigeria, but he, he didn't come quite as far today because he lives in the United States. But our friends, Andrew and Comfort, this is the first time Comfort's been able to come to the United States. And I told her yesterday, it's the first of many. It's not the last by any, any stretch, any means. But God has brought them here for celebration but he's brought them here to unify. There's a strategic purpose in everything God does. In fact, when when this whole thing started, almost we're coming up on the fifth year anniversary. Is that correct? Not of the church, because the church didn't start for another know, six, eight months or whatever it was. But um, coming up on the fifth anniversary of, and I've told you the story of, of the first day the Lord spoke to me. And, and spoke audibly. And it was something that started then that is literally coming to fruition now, five years later. That's why they're here. See, then he told me of those seven places that we would go in the world. And I never understood exactly why each of those locations. I mean, the Lord has shown me pieces certainly since. But he said something to me that was extraordinary. That I still don't have the whole picture of, but he's showing us. He said, those locations are strategic to my plan. See, originally I thought that, well, okay, they're strategically located in the globe, and I I tried to fashion out the fact that if you if you take the flat map of the earth and 
and and you put those locations on and yeah I, I see how that's strategic and how to you know get different areas and, and I'm sure God was just up there chuckling yeah he just doesn't get it that's okay he will he will see his strategy is different than ours his strategy is first to make capable people to hear do you realize that that it's not about bullying forward and getting people to hear the gospel, getting them to understand and receive the gospel. It is about God preparing that heart. That's why we talk about the Holy Spirit going before us. right? The Holy Spirit goes and prepares a heart to hear. Right? We know that. It's no different with a land. Because strategically, He will go into places and send us into places to prepare the land to receive. That is exactly what he's doing in Nigeria. And he said it begins in Nigeria. Now, even that statement, I think we understand about 10% of what that means. That it begins in Nigeria. And what he's done there is he is preparing hearts and preparing the ground to receive him. That's what he's going to do in all seven places. And they're strategically located for whatever will his is. We have one job. We have one job, and it's to say yes. And encompassed in that yes is what we have right here to never change. See, what we have here isn't because we're small. What we have here isn't because we have these unique people that were just picked out of thin air and they all just kind of fit. See, we have one thing in common. And to some of us, that, that's one of the few things we have in common. We said yes. We said yes, Lord, take my heart, mold it into whatever you want. And so when he fashioned that together, he fashioned us together as a family. And what he was showing me during worship is, enjoy that, but don't let it go. Because as more are brought in, they're to be grafted in. Not just grafted into the body of salvation, but grafted into family. Telling you there is nothing more important, no job, no things of this world, nothing is more important than the family that he gives you in him. If you don't believe me, ask Jesus, because that's exactly what he said. Lord, your your mother and your brothers are here to see you. He said, Who are my mother? Who is my mother? Who is who are my brothers? Right? Family is who he draws you. And I'm not saying forget your blood family. It's got nothing to do with that. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying hold precious what he's developing here. Hold precious what he's developing in you. Because it's to encompass so many more. And if you don't hold it, it can't.
So we have been a long time waiting to have Andrew and Comfort here and been very excited about them coming. And so I'm not going to take up any more time except to say that they are absolutely precious friends of mine. And I know precious friends of yours. I know most of you knew them before they even got here. Right? Just from seeing them on Facebook, seeing what we... If if Andrew has not connected with you on Facebook, it's because he doesn't know you exist. (laughs) And after today, he will. (laughs) But these are precious people that were brought into our lives through a divine encounter. And it just wasn't that one, but it's one after another, after another, after another. And now we find ourselves here on the precipice of, I think, I think right now we have eight people, if I'm correct, and I might not be. I think it's eight people that are moving in October. Do you understand that? Eight people from our tiny church moving to Nigeria. And it, technically I should be upset because actually Andrew and Comfort are stealing our people. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So do you see what's happening? It's begun. It's begun. The Lord told me it began, I think, I'd have to look at my journal, I think it was almost two years ago. There was a specific church. I can't even remember what church it was, but they rejected it, which which is to their shame. I just remember what the pastor looked like in Nigeria. But that was the day it began. That's what the Lord told me. Me being stupid, it's what began. <laughs> That's what he's showing. But then we find ourselves here. Hold precious this time. Hold precious. Andrew, come on up and speak. And Father, speak through Andrew your words. Your words, Father, as he is your servant. And we hold precious to everything that you have for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. the Lord. Is somebody excited this morning? Yes. Is somebody happy this morning? Yes. If we're happy in the house of the Lord, can I hear you make a noise? Uh It means you are very, very happy. We give our praise in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, I pray that you should give me the grace so that as I communicate, my people will understand me. In Jesus' name. Can I remove this? Yes. <coughs> I sincerely want to thank God for this great privilege that is being extended to us even to come to the United States in a time like this. It was like a joke, it was like a dream, but today the Lord has established it. Amen. I'm not just coming alone, I'm here with my wife. My wife comfort. Mm, 
Ignatian family is a wonderful family, it's an extended family that has affected us so much, not just affecting us as a family, but affecting the entire Benue State. I sincerely want to thank God for your both steps through God's choice servant and the wife, Pastor Greg, and the wife Alexis, for taking a very big step to come to Nigeria to extend the course of evangelism and affecting lives and humanity. I ask that the Lord will bless you richly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Somebody said that even in the free town, there is no free meal. In the free town, there is no free meal. But here, we have a free ticket to come to the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Very free ticket. Oh, we we'll just get to the airport and then check in and then begin to come to the United States. So we enjoy every bit of our movement. Amen. And would enough, my wife was always by my side. Amen. So I give God praise for this wonderful gesture of love that is extended to us. I ask that the Lord will bless you richly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The governor of our state was not in the country when I left, when we left, but uh, I was able to speak with the chief of staff, and he asked that I should extend his love to every one of you. I should tell you that he loves you all. So have you accepted his greetings? Yes. yes. Okay. We give God praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank God for the team that they have been coming to the United States. It started with Greg and the uh, Chas. Mm. Chas, one of the white person in uh, with black complexion. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a joke. It was like a joke. And uh, they came the first time. It was like a joke. And they came back. They went the second time. The third time the fourth, the fifth, and many other times. And today we have a good news that Ignatius has not just come to Nigeria, but he has come to stay and to establish. Amen. Yes. Yeah. It is of your prayers. The Lord has, even those things that were very difficult, God makes them easy. And we are glad that Ignatius Ministry is having, I think, one of the largest parcel of land in Beno State. So, we celebrate God for that. Amen. I expected you to be excited about that. <laughs> because it's not easy. I respect Pastor Greg so much because he's a man of faith and I believe in him so much. You know, sometimes he'll be speaking, I will not see how easy it will come to be. I will just wait and I will see the manifestation. And that is why I told him I believe in you so much because you are God's mouthpiece. When you say something, Heaven will not hesitate to cause it to manifestation. Mm. So I respect the grace of God over his life, his wife, for availing themselves unto God to be great instruments in the hands of God in a time like this. Can we celebrate him as we join the hands of God? Mm. I know that we're online, there are some things that I don't need to say now. Maybe when we're offline, I will let you know. <laughs> because there are certain things that are security-oriented, so we don't need to talk it, broadcast it to the whole world. But in any case, I love Pastor Greg. He's a wonderful man of God. I believe in him so much. I just believe in him. Believe in the ministry of Ignition. You are affecting lives, and uh, we are witnesses. We are 
that the Lord will bless you ten times every day. Amen. How many times do I say the Lord will bless you? Amen. Ten times. I need ten times is not enough. You can ask, say, God, I need more. Amen. I have many friends here that I can recognize you by names. Now, I think I, I, I have about uh, 20 people in the house here that I can recognize them by name. So at least I am trying. <laughs> Casey is an adopted daughter to the king. Yes. Yes. You, you may think that it's simple. It is easy. It is not. She was adopted by our paramount ruler. Is it because of the sacrifice that you made coming to Nigeria, even leaving your home? I have adopted you as my daughter. So she has the license to enter into the palace and come out without being interrupted. Come on, let us celebrate. <laughs> Since I met with Greg, I, I discovered that there is nothing that God cannot do. Because sometimes he will make moves that are impossible. I say, why? What type of thing is this? I say, what, what type of thing is this? This is contrary. He said, believe, and I will believe, and I will begin to behave, and then we'll receive it. <laughs> Greg, thank you so much. Charles, thank you very much for taking time to come and then worship with us. I appreciate you. I expected to see calcium in the house, but I could not see. In fact, we have passion about calcium. Yeah. We pray for that boy so much. In fact, he is very steadfast in faith. It's one of those that refuse to give up even in the midst of pains. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're passing through pains, but when I'm talking to him, he's confessing faith. Mm. And I believe that just one day. Somebody say just one day. Just one day. Somebody say just one day. Just one day. The Lord will do it. Amen. Yeah. Because there is time and season for every purpose on hell. Yes. There is a time to be sick and a time to be healed. Amen. The woman of the issue of blood suffered for 12 solid years. But just one day she had an encounter and her sorrows were converted to solution. Yeah. So we're believing God that the day will come that Jay's family will share testimonies Amen. about the deliverance of calcium. Yeah. So once again we believe that the Lord will perfect the healing of that boy in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I thank God for the father of Greg. He is a wonderful man, always looking very young in the traditional attire. Can we celebrate him? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, that is a great picture. <laughs> Papa, thank you very much. And uh, we always say behind a successful man, there is always a successful woman. So let's celebrate the mother of great. Come on, let us celebrate. Let us celebrate the mother of great. It's wonderful. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. The team that came to Nigeria, I know you all by names, and I cannot forget. And then I have an additive of other names. God bless you. We brought some gifts. I don't know whether you'll be able to go around, but that is what we can afford for now. It is not how expensive it is, but we just want to tell you that we care and we love you. Amen. So after service, we'll be... Uh, what is... Uh, is it Zico Zico? Zico, raise up your hand. Let me see. Zico Zico. Raise up your hand. Yes, we have those beads to distribute oh, as good. much as it can go around. That is to tell you that we are thinking about you and we love you endlessly. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to bless you now. How long? 
as long as the Lord fills your mouth. We, we, we don't do timetables. Okay, you go, please. I'll be very slow. In Nigeria, I speak very fast. And when I speak very fast, even great, we lost. <laughs> I want to speak on the topic building a strong relationship with God. Amen. Building what? A strong relationship with God. Every building has a foundation. And in engineering, there are two types of cracks. They talk about the, the structural cracks and then the functional cracks. The structural cracks are the ones that emanate from the foundation that will affect the building. And then the functional cracks are the ones that will come up in the course of building the house that when you use sand and plaster it, it will disappear. So building is very, very important in every field, in every discipline. But today we are talking about building a strong relationship with God. That is to say, the foundation must be strong enough to carry you to eternity. Amen. There are some people that started with God, but because they don't have a consolidated foundation, they did not go far and they collapsed. The Bible tells us of two people, the other one was wise enough. He laid foundation on the, on the rock and the other one laid foundation on the sandy sand. So the time of test came, the wind blew. And then the one that the foundation was laid upon the sandy sand collapsed. But the one on the solid ground stood. So today it is my desire that we should build a fortified foundation so that our relationship with God would not just be temporary, but it will be eternal. Yeah. God help us in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. God help me so that my people will understand my English. Yes. Today. Yeah, we, understand. we understand. The book of Genesis chapter 12 from verses 1 to 4. The Bible said, Genesis chapter 12 from verses 1 to 4. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. They hear what the Bible said. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. God bless his words in Jesus' name. Amen. In Nigeria, I always ask my wife to pray. But you know, before you come from that place to this place, but it will take some time. <laughs> so the Lord will bless his words in Jesus' name. Amen. Building a strong relationship with God. We're not talking about building a strong relationship with your company or with your industry. We're not talking about building a strong relationship with the economy. We're not talking about building a strong relationship with human beings. Because there are human beings that you may build a very strong relationship with you and they will turn around to slow you in life. Some of them, you build a very strong relationship with them, they will try to stop you in life. Some of them, you build a strong relationship with you, they will try to kill you in life. Mm -hmm. Kill your vision, kill your dream, kill your aspiration, kill everything around you. So it is better to build strong relationship with God that will last. So the word relationship is defined as a connection, an association, or involvement, connection, association, involvement. 
My relationship with grace came as a result of connection. It metamorphoses into association. And I tell people that the person you follow determines what will follow you. If you are connected with the right people, you will get the right results. But when you are connected with the wrong people, you will get the wrong results. And that is why the Bible says, He that walketh with the wise shall be wise. But the company of fools shall be destroyed. Amen. Come on, do you hear me? Relationship is connection, is association or involvement. The dictionary also defines connection, I mean, a relationship as connection between persons by blood or marriage. Defines it also as an emotional or connection between people. Like today, I am having a relationship with people here. Some are very tall, like me. <laughs> Some are very short. <laughs> like, like gray. <laughs> Hallelujah. And some are very fat, like Jeff. <laughs> so we have come into a relationship. I want to say something today. That there are many kinds of sheep. There are many kinds of sheep. When we went to uh, 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 Virginia, there is an air, air carrier. Aircraft carrier. Aircraft carrier. It's a ship. Yes. Aircraft carrier. Yes. It's a ship. So I want to say here that there are many kinds of ship. However, the first and foremost important ship to build is our individual, personal, and intimate relationship with God. There are many types of ship. Many kinds of ship. But the best and the foremost is building what is an individual intimate relationship with God. Yes. Many kinds of sheep we are going to that. But the best and the foremost and the first is building a relationship with God. Once that relationship is built and established, every other sheep will follow. The moment you build a relationship with God, Every other sheep we follow. And what are these sheep? We talk about leadership, follower sheep, friend sheep, fellow sheep, war sheep, member sheep. These are sheep. Partner sheep. God sheep. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So there are many kinds of sheep. But the first and foremost that will last long is to have what? A relationship. Yes. The moment you have a good relationship, the leadership will come in. Amen. Followership will come in. Mm. Jesus will always say, follow me. I will make you fishers of men. So when you have a relationship with Jesus, then the followership will be smooth. But when you don't have a good relationship with Jesus, while he is going this way, you will be going this way. That is why the book of Amos 3 verse 3 says, two cannot walk together except there will be what? An agreement. There must be a connection. There must be an alignment. There must be a solid understanding. Otherwise, it will not work. Mm. So, 
Friendship, I mean, relationship with Jesus is very important. Hear what one American preacher said, David Mackey. He said, the greatest comfort in this life is having a close relationship with God. If you want to get any comfort, like I have my comfort, for you to have the best comfort is to have what? To have a close relationship with God. If you want comfort, if you want protection, if you want long life, if you want healing, if you want God's blessings, if you want God's connections, if you want God's favor, if you want God's honor, if you want distinction in life, then the best and the greatest thing to have is to have what? Relationship with God. Yeah. And the moment you have a relationship with God, every other thing will come because He's a custodian of everything. Yeah. And the Bible says, We have not except it is given to us by God. Oh. Hear what the lady preacher in America, you know her, Joyce Mayer. I love her. Yes, I love her so much. <laughs> Hear what she says. She says, It is important to have a relationship with God because. He is the only one that can get down inside of you and heal what needs to be healed inside. Amen. Yeah. Oh no, I wish you understand me. Yeah. Joyce Mayer said, it's important to have a relationship with God because He is the only one that can get down inside of you and heal what needs to be healed inside. Amen. I cannot get inside of you and heal you. Can I? I cannot. If Pastor Green have the power of going inside Carlson to heal him, he could have done it several years ago. Amen. I could remember when he came back from Nigeria. He took our traditional ways and the spear and laid it upon Carlson. But because he's a creature and not a creator. Mm. But God is the only person that can go right inside of you yeah. to discover what is needed at a particular time and to supply to make you happy. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So let us celebrate Amen. Joyce Mayer. She said a, a very good thing. Yeah. Jan Johansson, get up Amen. Hear what the Bible says in the book of James, chapter 2, verse 23. The Bible says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You should have a good relationship with God before friendship will be established. Remember I told you there are many kinds of ships. But the first and foremost is to have what? Relationship. Relationship is a connection. It's a connection. Yes. So you should be well connected with God. And I tell people that when you are divinely connected with God, you cannot be physically frustrated. Mm. When you are divinely connected with God, you cannot be physically what? Frustrated. That's right. Amen. In relational building, first and foremost, there must be a choice. Choice. I want to read. Choice is a foundation that you can build upon, you can build your action upon. Choice is the only foundation that you can build your actions upon. If you choose today to be an unbeliever, to be worldly, to be a drug addict, then you build your action upon. You go pick cigarette. That's your choice. The choice you make determines what you build your action upon. So in relation building, act and choice is very important. The choice you make is capable of strengthening your decision. 
The moment you make a choice, that choice is capable of strengthening your decision and fueling your determination as well. It can strengthen your decision and will fuel your determination because of choice. It is because of choice that Pastor Greg risked himself. I will be going to that to Nigeria. That is spending all this huge amount of money to go to Nigeria to extend the preaching of the gospel to humanity. And already, Ignatius, you have started impacting lives in the state already. Amen. Come on, let us celebrate this with me. Success does not come by accident, but it is breed on the platform of choice. If you choose to succeed, you will succeed. If you choose to fail, you fail. So, failure is not an option. It is a choice. Failure is not an option. It is a what? A choice. If you choose to fail, you fail. Even if you choose to die, you die. The Bible tells us that Paul was stoned even to death and he refused to die because the choice was his. But while they were stony Stephen, the Bible said the heavens opened. And, 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 and Stephen saw Jesus standing, contrary to the scripture, because the Bible says he is seated at the right hand of the Father. It is sitting for us. But while they were stony Stephen, Jesus stood. Why did he stand? He was coming to intervene. And while he was coming to intervene, Stephen saw him and said, God. I want to come home. He said, okay, you want to come home? Oh, yeah, die. And he died. <laughs> I was coming to fight for you, and you choose to die. Oh, yeah, die. But the stone poured to death, and he refused to die. So for you to live is a choice. For you to die is also a choice. Let me tell you. Ministries are successful on the platform of choice. It is not the science. It's choice. There are many great ministries that collapse. And there are young ministries that are making waves around the whole world. So ministries prevail, they succeed because of the choice of the founders. It is not in the size. You can be small, but you can do great and mighty things. David was the youngest amongst his brethren. And when his brethren look at Goliath, they say, hey, this Goliath is too big. Too big. If we throw anything against him and miss, we are in trouble. This man is too big. He's a giant. This man is a giant. But the moment David came on the scene, he did not look at David as a giant. He looked at him as an uncircumcised Philistine. He did not call him a giant. But he defined him as an uncircumcised Philistine. And when you look at the size of Goliath, he said, my brothers are afraid of Goliath because he's too big. But I am not afraid of Goliath because he is too big even if I close my eyes and throw the stone, I will not miss because it's too big. <laughs> While his brothers were looking at him and said, this man is too big, if we miss, we'll be in trouble. Then he said, this one is too big, anyhow I throw, I will not miss. So ministries are successful on the platform of choice. Poverty are terminated on the platform of choice. Even poverty, you can terminate it on the platform of what choice. If you want to make it in business, it's a matter of choice. The choice you make today. Even to live or die is a choice. And that is what the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 15 and 19 says. See 
thee, I have said before thee this day, life and good, death and evil. I said before you, that is God. Then verse 19, he said, I call heaven and earth to, to record this day against you, that I have said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both you and your seed may live. If you choose life, you live. If you choose death, you die. So if ignition will choose to be global, you become global. But if you choose to be local, you become local. Oh no, not local, local. <laughs> God help us in Jesus' name. <laughs> the excellence of life is a choice. For you to be excellent in life is a choice. The Bible tells us in the book of Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. That food was presented before Daniel, and Daniel said, I have a purpose in my heart that I will not define myself. That was choice. And because he made that choice, the Bible tells us that at the conclusion of the test, when he demanded to war, and then vegetables, the Bible says he was ten times better than his brethren. Why? Because of choice. So the excellence of life is a matter of choice. When a newborn baby is born, he's, he either looks like his father or mother, just like Uriah, looking like the mother. Thank you, Lord. And in the other, and in the other aspect, looking like Peter. <laughs> so when a new baby is born, he either looks like his father or mother. But when he grows, he looks like his choice. Today, Uriah will be looking like either his mother or his father. But as he's growing up, he will look like his choice. He may choose to be a lawyer. They say, hey, this is a lawyer. He'll be looking like the choice he makes. If he chooses to be a doctor, they say, hey, a doctor. But when he was born, he was looking like the mother. He was looking like the father. But as he's growing up, he has made a choice. And he'll be looking at his choice. Mm-hmm. Hey, Pastor Nim is a pastor. Yes. I was looking like my mother. I was looking like my father. But I made a choice to be a pastor. And all the Ignition family today is looking at me as a pastor. Now, hear me. When he grows, he looks like his choice. And when he dies, he will look like his choice. He say, hey, today we have come to bury barrister, so-so person, doctor, so-so person, pilot, so-so person. Contractor, so person. So when you die, they will identify you by what you were doing while you were alive. Choice is one of the most powerful forces in the world. And that is why in the book of Joshua chapter 24 verse 2, Abraham rejected the gods of his father, Terah. Joshua chapter 2 verse 2, 24 verse 2. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nahor dwelt in the other side of the river in old times and they served other gods. The father of Abraham was an idol worshiper. But when Abraham came up, he made a choice to serve the creator and not the creatures. The creatures that we have in eyes they cannot see. They have the mouth they cannot eat. When you present to them pounded yam, and then bones, they cannot eat, they cannot chew the bones. So Abraham said, no, I cannot serve the creatures. I look forward for the creator. Yeah. 
So, Joshua presented to the people of Israel, when they came out of Israel, uh, Egypt, he said, if it is good for you to serve these gods, go ahead and serve them. But for me and my family, we have made a choice that we serve Jehovah. Yeah. Today, I want to tell somebody that your choice will either make you or mar you. It can make you or mar you. So, Abraham made a choice. The question I want to ask you this morning is, you have been making a lot of choices, but have you been making the right choice? Mm. We're exposed to a lot of choices on a daily basis. But the question is that, have you been making the right choice? Any choice in life without Jesus ends in frustration. Any choice that you make without the Lord Jesus Christ having relationship with Him, we end you up in what? In frustration. It will end you up in defeat. It will end you in regret. And sometimes premature death. Any choice without Christ is disastrous. You can have the world, but if you don't have Christ, you are the most miserable person. Yes. Hear me. Jesus, the Son of God, came into this earth to become a man. Jesus, who was the Son of God, came into this earth. Remember at baptism, the heavens opened and the voice said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came here on earth to become man, so that through Him, we too will become the sons of God. Yeah, amen. He left the heavens as the Son of God came down to become man like you. So that me will become what? Sons of God. Amen. And when you are the Son of God, He will give you the power yes. to overcome sin. Yes. He will give you the power to overcome witchcraft. Yes. He will give you the power to overcome sicknesses and diseases. Because Amen. Jesus Christ never went to anyone so that he did. If he gives you the power, the only injections that I took, I took four injections in life, and that was when I was 10 years ago. I'm not saying because I'm too spiritual. 10 years, when I was 10 years old, I went to farm, I had a court, went to the hospital in those days, they gave me four injections. I dodged one. I was to take five. <laughs> I dodged. I ran away from one. <laughs> My father took me there. The first day, I cried. The second day, I cried. The third day, I cried. The fourth day, when we were going, I said, ah, the thing does not even pain. I rejoice taking it. Then he said, okay. Then they gave me the fourth one. Now he discovered that I was excited in taking it. Then on the fifth day, he asked me to go, and I did not go there. <laughs> Hear what Billy Graham says. Billy Graham says, My one purpose in life is to help people find a personal relationship with God, which I believe comes through knowing Christ. Billy Graham said he has a purpose on earth, and the purpose is to help people have a consolidified relationship with God, yes. building a strong relationship. Life without Christ ends in crisis. Life without Christ ends in one crisis. Crisis in your life. Crisis in your family. Crisis in your business. Crisis in your career. Crisis in destiny. Life without Christ ends in one crisis. 
So for you to build a strong relationship, number one, I said you must have what choice. That is what we talk about. The number two thing, in relation building, communication is required. The book of Genesis chapter 12 verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abraham, communication. God always go to the garden of Eden to communicate. I think it's that Alexis taught me how to pronounce that. We say it's not communication, it's communicate. <laughs> so God will always go to the garden of Eden to do what? To communicate with Adam and Eve. Yeah. In relationship, communication is required. Yes. Very, very important. And that is where prayers comes in. You should talk to God and God should also talk to you. You should speak to Him. God will speak to you. Yeah. You should make your requisitions and then God will take pleasure in giving it to you. You know, how do you feel fine when you have the dollars in your pocket and your wife is say, Honey, I need some money. <laughs> he said, No, it's available. Then you just dish it on sure and give it up. Your wife will be happy and you also be satisfied. Communication. Very, very important. God help us in Jesus' name. <laughs> The woman, the Lord that message so much. Yeah. So that when you ask your husband, he say, give me the money, send the credit card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, women, they don't have money. There's only men that have the money. <laughs> <laughs> we need to teach you more about America. Okay. Thank you so much. So in relationship communication is very important. We have come here today to give God what he cannot give himself. God is the creator. He created everything for his pleasure. But he cannot worship himself. He cannot praise himself. And that is why we have come here to build a relationship with him by worshiping himself, God. We are giving you what you cannot give yourself. So that we give us what we cannot craft by our powers. And as you worship him, he will release his blessings upon your lives. So that even after this service, those things that are tough in your lives, as you worship him, they will disappear. They will no longer be there. And in the book of Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, he said, Call to me, and I will answer you. When you talk to me, I will talk to you. When you call to me, I will answer you. I need a relationship. I need communication. When you need something, let me know. And then I will let it go. When you let me know what you want, I will let it go to you. Mm. So call to me. I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. There are many things that we do not know. We don't understand. We do not know. But when we call to him, he will tell us. The reason why we are passing through what we are passing through. God cannot bring better things to come until you allow the worst things to be exhausted. Hmm. He said, God, do this. He will wait for the, the worst to happen, then the best will manifest. He hmm. said, Call to me, I'll answer you. The book of Psalm 91, verse 15 says, He shall call upon me. That is communication. And I will answer him. And I will be with him in trouble. And I will deliver him and honor him. So anytime trouble is coming your way, honor is about to hit you. Mm. 
When trouble comes, believe that God is about to give you honor. He said, when you call to him, he will be with you in trouble. God was with Joseph in the prison. Was he not with him in the prison? The Bible says, even in the prison, God was with him. When you call to God, he will be with you in trouble. And then he said, in that trouble, he will come to deliver you. And when he delivers you, he will not honor you. When he came down and delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he did not honor them. They were promoted. Hallelujah. The trouble that you are passing through, after that trouble, the Lord will promote you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The book of Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52. We are talking about communication. Very important in relation building. In relationship building. Now they came to Jericho and he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, he cried out and say something. So when you say something to God, God will hear something. And when God hears something, he will now release something to you. Say something, he will hear something, and he will release something to you. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. God is the only person that when you ask him for mercy, he will now ask you, what is the cause of your predicament? There are some of us, when somebody asks you for money, to borrow him money, you say, what do you want to use the money for? No, that, I did not come to tell you what I want to use it for. I only tell you, borrow me the money. <laughs> you want me to advertise my secret? <laughs> I say, give me money, give me money. <laughs> But you see, go ahead and say, what do you want to use the money for? And unfortunately, when you finish telling the person, say, uh, unfortunately, I don't have that money. But you have exposed your secret. <laughs> God help us in Jesus' name. But God is the only person that when you call him for mercy, he will show you mercy. Because his mercy endured forever. Amen. It endures in 1800. It endures in 1900. It endures in 2019. The mercies of God can never be terminated. And it can never be exhausted. Amen. He will show us mercy. Yeah. God will show ignition mercy in Jesus' name. Yeah. God will show Greg and the family, the pioneers of this great vision. God will show you mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. And God will also show me mercy because I need mercy. I had only three ch- children. If I had a fourth, I could have named her Mercy. <laughs> so that God will be showing me mercy. But glory be to God. Peter, you have one. The second one, baby girl, you call her Mercy. <laughs> Amen. Now hear me. The Bible says, he called for mercy. Hear this word the Bible says. Jesus too still and commanded him to be called. He called for mercy, he too still. Say, come. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise. He is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, Communication in relationship. Communication. Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The man responded. The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then what did Jesus say? 
Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. And the Bible says, Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Hallelujah. Amen. There was communication. In relation building, separation is highly involved. Separation. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. Separation. For you to have good relationship with Jesus, there must be what is separation. Separation from the things that you love against the will of God. You must separate yourself from them. Separation from drunkenness. Separation from drug addicts. Separation from prostitution. Separation from adultery. You must separate. Because the Bible says two cannot work together except there will be an agreement. And then God is not a drug addict. And you want him to be your friend. Will it be possible? No, it can't be possible. So there must be a separation. And he said to the land that I will show you, don't tell me who I should show you, but I will show you. God did not tell Greg, okay, go to Nigeria and say in Abuja. Abuja is a very beautiful country. I mean, it's a, 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 a city. If you get to Abuja, there is no difference with uh, America. Am I talking? Yeah. Abuja mm-hmm. and part of America. Mm-hmm. Is, is there any difference? Mm-hmm. We have good roads. No good roads in Abuja town. <laughs> Except we are going to that, that other state. I don't know the name of the state. <laughs> that there are good roads. But in Abuja, there is something like all the towns, wonderful. So God did not say, great, go to Abuja. God did not say, great, go to Lagos. God did not say, great, go to Kano or Kaduna. But God said, go to Makodi. Yeah. And in Makodi, if you get electricity, you are fortunate. If you don't get, see, thank God. <laughs> in all things, we should give God thanks because that is His will. Whether there is life, thank God. If there is no life, thank God. <laughs> Say, go to that place. Say, go to the place. They were in Makoni on a very hot day sun, which I cannot. If God will come and say, Andrew, go this afternoon and preach in the market. I will say, that is not the voice of God. <laughs> <laughs> No, God, that is not your voice. In the whole afternoon, sweating. <laughs> then Greg came and said, God told us to go to the, the village market to preach. I was angry in my spirit. Said, I did not tell him, but within me, I was not happy. Hot weather, sweating. <laughs> that is how we w- They were under the sun, and I was under the shade. <laughs> said, God, when will you ask us to leave this place? <laughs> And the more I was sweating, the more they were ministering to people. Yeah. Come on, celebrate this great thing. Yeah. Hey. The more people were coming. Our daughter, uh, Kessie, they were coming, admiring her hair to touch it. To touch the hair. I can allow an American to touch my head, but I would not allow a black person to touch my head in Nigeria. <laughs> not, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> I'm not making myself inferior because you know what happened. You don't know what the person carries to come and touch. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm, just, I'm not making myself very inferior. But what, when God asks you to go, even in the lion's den, he will be with you. Amen. Amen. I'm not making myself inferior. I'm a very superior person. I'm a, a distinguished African man. <laughs> very distinguished. I can eat pounderyam and chew bones and nothing happens to me. <laughs> and I don't hide it. Anyway, I go get a bones, I chew it. <laughs> if you don't like it, it is not in your mouth. It is in my I chew it, chew it, chew it. <laughs> Go ahead, pass in Jesus' name. Mama gave me the ice cream yesterday. It was finally very difficult to take because it was too cold. If I could, it would shock my teeth. But this is a gentleman that can crack any type of bone. Shua! I'm talking about separation. God says separate. Go to the place that I show you. So these people went to the place that God asked them. And because they go to that place, things that are very difficult and impossible, God will make it easy. Amen. I'm not saying this to excite you, but I'm telling you that I know what it takes to see to see the governor of a state. I know what it takes to see the paramount ruler. I know what it takes. But those things will it, they will make it easy. Why? Because God said go. Yeah. I tell people to, that to talk of the word God is, is G-O. And when you G-O, then the first letter of God will manifest. That is G-O, then D will appear, becoming God. <laughs> and when you go with God, every impossibility is made what is made possible. Amen. Yeah. And Casey sat down, and they were touching her head, pulling it. <laughs> Under the sun, sweating. <laughs> And of course, the water that they took, I think, they don't even took water to that place. They were not having water. Even me, I was dying of thirst, but they were there. That is God. Yes. Amen. That is God. No water. They weren't. As they were going out, people were following them and say, wow, there was a separation. God said, go to the land that I show you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 to 17, say, Do not unequally yoke together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Ben-Ear? Or what part has a believer with unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in them. I will walk among them. I will be their God. And they shall be my people. That is the relationship. I will be your God and you will be my people. Amen. I will speak the language you understand. You will respond the way you understand. I will also go and you will go. And when you go, I will go with you. Yes. Yes. Amen. I don't know whether you understand yes. me. Yes. I want to round up. In the book of Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. The Bible says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves also shall not wither. And whatsoever thing he does shall prosper. When you separate yourself from the ungodly, you refuse to stand on their path, the path of sinners, or sit on the seat of the scornful. 
But your delight is in the law of God. The word of God speaking to you and you are speaking to God. Then the Bible says that God will make you to be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. That your leaf cannot wither. Your children will not die prematurely. Your children will not be frustrated in life. Your business will not collapse. Your spiritual life will not go down. And the Bible says, what sort of thing that you do shall prosper. Four. In relationship building, obedience and service is involved. The book of Job chapter 36 is 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Obedience, very, very important. Amen. Anything that he asks you to do, do it. The blessings of God precede, is always preceded by obedience. When you obey, he will not surprise you. Then hear what God said in the passage that we read. Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1 to 4. Now the Lord said to Abraham, Get out of your country from your father's family and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. Number one. I will make of you a great nation. God is not depending on who you are, but what he can make out of you. You can be a non-entity. But if you have relationship with God, God will change your non-entity into generational celebrity. You become a celebrity. You become a man of envy. A great man. Why? Because you obey him. The last time that the team went, it was the pilot, the same security vehicle that drives the governor. That was the one that they sent to the airport to bring them to Makodi. Nobody stops there. The traffic was so much. But as they were crying, we, 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 we. the police and everybody, they were, they were giving way for them. That happens. Why? Because they obey God. He said, I will bless you. Number three, I'll make your name great. And you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And we will curse him that curses you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Through you shall the families of the earth be blessed. My wife and I, today are we not blessed? Yeah. Free ticket to United States of America. <laughs> Through you shall the families. Am I a white man? I'm not a white man. Look at my black sisters that are seated there. We may not be coming from the same nation. Right. Are you hearing me? But because of relationship, they say, come to the United States and rest. I'm a workaholic. Six o'clock, I don't come out. My English, my Nigerian English, I don't speak so. Wake up in the morning, I will answer quote tonight from one place to another. Yeah, boy, boy, boy. No time to rest from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. No rest. But he said, come to America, enjoy and rest. Even in the free town, there is no free meat. We eat free meat in the United States. <laughs> we have free accommodation in the United States. Come on, shout hallelujah. <laughs> and we are receiving free gifts from the United States. My wife was dancing yesterday in the, in the, uh, Alexis' uh, room. She was dancing, singing, 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 singing. She coming out of Alexis. I said, hey, free ticket, free meal in the, air, in the aircraft, free accommodation in America, free ticket to the museum, free ticket going around America, and free gifts. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> The Bible says Abraham departed as the Lord commanded him. 
and he was 75 years. Someone else has 75 years here. Abraham obeyed God even when. Thank you very much. You are the sister of Abraham. <laughs> we have only one sister of Abraham in the house. It's only few of us here that are 75 years, and Mama is number one. Celebrate her. You will live long in Jesus' name. Obedience and service is very important. Don't serve God in pretense. There are two people you cannot deceive. You cannot deceive yourself and you cannot deceive God. If you are here this morning and your relationship with God is not cordial, you know, you know it. And God knows it. So let our service to God be genuine. Let us not come into his sanctuary with pretense. Let us not come into his sanctuary with compromise. He said he don't like the people that stand on the ways of sinners. No, sit among the scornful. Be righteous before God. Be holy because He's a holy God. Yes. My wife preached a message. She's a wonderful preacher. Mm. She says some people will say, I'm doing this thing because it is my nature to do it. And then you are doing the wrong thing and you are saying it's your nature. Then on the day of judgment, God will say, okay, you were doing it because it is your nature. It is also my nature to judge sinners and send them to hell. Yes. If it is your nature to do the wrong thing, then it will be God's nature to judge that wrong thing. Yeah. God help us in Jesus' name. Yeah. I want to round up with the last thing. In relation to building, risk is unavoidable. Mm-hmm. If you want to build a relationship, there will be risk. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Listen, the day that you met Pera, say hello, baby, want you to be. Pera. And Lindsay said, well, let me go and pray about it. <laughs> Lindsay accepted that same day, but she only went home to pretend and come back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is women for you. Like the day you met Alexis, she said, Alexis, I love you. I want you to be the potential mother of my children. She said, well, let me pray about it. <laughs> she has accepted that day, oh. <laughs> But you don't know where you are going tomorrow. But you take risks because we are engaging in relationships. Anissa, the one you are doing now is risk. You must take risks for you to have a happy marriage. You cannot suspect everybody. At least one, accept one. You suspect, 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 accept one. Take that risk. It will come more colorfully for you if you are pretty in the will of God. Amen. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, in relationship building, Risk is unavoidable. Yes. Let me read those things so that I will run up. Risk is, is what will carry you from the crowd to the crown. Mm. Risk can take you out of the crowd and you put a crown on your head. When I wanted to marry my wife, my father-in-law said, well, you cannot marry my daughter because you are a pastor. You are poor. But today I'm in America. But God is God. Hallelujah. That is why I told Greg, give me a SIM card quickly, because the one they gave me in Virginia could not work. Give me a SIM card so that my wife will be calling the village people to tell her that she's in America now. I need it. Somebody shout Hallelujah. So risk is what will carry you from the crowd to the crown. Amen. Risk is the name of the ladder. That ladder, the ladder, 
You know ladder? Risk is the name of the ladder that will lift you from the baseline to the top line. From the base. The name of that ladder is risk. It can take you from the baseline to the top. From the low line to the top. From the bottom to the peak. It's risk. Risk is what connects you from where you are to where you want to be. If you say, well, if I cross the road, I will die. So, I, can't, I don't want to take the risk. So, if you cannot cross the road, you cannot get to your destination. You must risk to go. Otherwise, you can't get there. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Someone said, when you risk nothing, you do nothing. And when you do nothing, you get nothing. And when you get nothing, you become nothing. So you must risk something. Can I say it again? Amen. When you risk nothing, you do nothing. And when you do nothing, you get nothing. And when you don't get nothing, you are nothing. God help us in Jesus' name. So you must risk. Yes. And that is what took the team to go to Nigeria. You hear Boko Haram's, you are the Fulani Hayes man, and you see King. And you risk in God's grace, Yakubu, you come back life. Did you die? Did anybody slap you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Queen Esther said, if I perish, let me perish. Did she perish? No. She no. did not. That's right. When you risk in the will of God, you will come out colorful. Yes. In relationship, risk is important. The book of Genesis 22, verse 1 to 2. God told Abraham, risk this your son. This your only son, risk it. Relationship. God will come and talk to Abraham, and God will go. He will come and talk to Abraham, and God will go. So one evening he came, he spoke with Abraham. Then Abraham said, Daddy, good night. So as God was moving, God said, one more thing. Say, Abraham, that's your only son that you so love. Take him. Go to the mountain that I will show you. Kill him as a bond sacrifice. Wow. Yeah. If I'm that person, I will stop going to that church. <laughs> Risk is required. If you are going yes. to the next heights, there must be a new devil. Amen. And that is risk. Yes. Abraham came home. He did not discuss with the wife. The next day, carried the servants on the journey. The first day, second or third day, they saw the place. Hey, if you are the one, how will you feel? Mm. The, the, the servants were here. He told the servants, you stay here. My slave and the lad will go and worship God and we come back. That was faith. Mm-hmm. Faith. We worship and come. You kill somebody and come back with the person? Yeah. Mm. Faith. Yes. And Greg told me that Andrew said yes. He said the paramount ruler will see him in Abuja. I said, look at this trouble. Another trouble has come. <laughs> oh. He was up. He said the palace, not in that place. He said, Andrew, God told me. I tried to convince him. He said, that is what God told me, and we're not eating. I said, okay. Let me call the advisor. I called the advisor. He said, "What are the people that say they are seeing Makodi?" He said, "The chief said, the king said we are coming to uh, Makodi the next day." 
coming back to Makodi, the Nazi, that was the last time that the king talked. I said, talk. So let's wait for the king. Then, after a while, the man called and said, the king said, the missionaries should come and meet him in Abuja. I said, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on, celebrate this. Here. Just jam your hands. And that is how we were able to see the king in Abuja. Yeah. Risk, faith. Yeah. Abraham went. He carried it, built the altar, carried the song, put on top. Relationship. Can cost you anything. But you can go ahead to pay it. Mm-hmm. Draw the knife. Risk. To build a strong relationship. As he was about to strike. I said, no, Abraham, stop that. Mm-hmm. It was a test. Mm-hmm. Beyond every test, there is always a testimony. No test, no testimony. Right. Today, you have started in Nigeria in a very humble way, but tomorrow, there is going to be what? Testimonies. Amen. Amen. Lord, help us in the name of Amen. Jesus. Amen. Yes. Amen. People will say, if we, a time will come if Christ comes. People like Kelsey will become old. Old. You will live on this vision that we are seeing here. Some of us may not even be there anymore. We may not be strong anymore. But the, the, the ministry will be on. Yeah. What you have come to do will be on. The risk you are taking will be on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then somebody said, some years ago, there was one tall white man. Is that not he alive? He said, Yes, he's alive. But he cannot come down from upstairs to downstairs because he's old. (laughs) Are you understanding what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes. No, I'm not. (laughs) Then God told Abraham, Do your servant, your son, no harm. Today, I have seen your faith. Amen. I have seen your faith. Yes. Ignatian members, God has seen your faith. Amen. He has seen your trust. Amen. And that is why you have never relented in doing the right thing Amen. that God has asked you to do. And because you have done that, hear what God will speak, say to you. God told Abraham, because you have done this, in blessings, I will do what? Bless you. Yes. In multiplying, I will multiply you. Your soul shall be like the stars, and some will be like the sand. Mm. Two categories of children. I don't know the one that you want to belong to. <laughs> God says, Some of your souls shall be like the sand. You know what they are saying? Those who don't believe in that faith, they will still be your children. They will still be members of the nation, but they will be like what? Sand. Wow. But the people that believe in this ministry, they believe in the vision, and they are fueling the success of this ministry. When the thing comes, they shall be like what? The stars. Amen. What happened to the star? No matter how tiny the star is, it is bound to shine. Amen. Jesus Christ did not come as the star, but he came like the star. The wise men say, we saw his star. And in the book of Revelation, he's described as the bright and morning star. Mm. Ignatius, you are rising to shine like the stars. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I will bless you. I will multiply. From today, it is my prayer. 
As you maintain this sweet relationship with God, as you build it strong, may the Lord bless you. Amen. Can I hear you say Amen? Amen. Yes. May the Lord make you fruitful. Amen. May the Lord multiply you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. That is my prayer for you. Amen. And may it come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I pray for you as a stand up? Yes. Yes. Have I preached too long? No. no. Not at all. But to you? <laughs> more than one hour? One hour. One hour. One more. Oh, one more. <laughs> then I will need bones and then pardon. Yeah. <laughs> I sincerely want to pray for somebody here today. God has given me my gift. I know my gift. But this is the message that God has asked me to deliver to you, to be a source of inspiration to somebody. Let us maintain a consolidated relationship with God. And let us do what He has asked us to do, as I mentioned, the five keys. Every door remains locked until you introduce the right key. So when you put these five principles together, you will see the blessings of the Lord over your lives, the protection of the Lord, and the honor of the Lord. God will distinguish you in the name of Jesus Christ. Rest of your right hand. My Lord and my God, I pray for this once today. I ask by the reason of the word that Lord has spoken to them, as you led me to declare your words to them, I pray by the reason of this grace, you will do a remarkable thing in their lives that will demand explanations in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, as they raise up their hands, oh God, if there is anyone that is passing through definite challenges, I pray that, Lord, let there be a definite arrangement so that this challenge will come to an end in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If there is somebody today that is having a vision, but there are no provisioners, I pray today that, Lord, raise up provisioners so that they will be able to nourish and fertilize this vision so that, Lord, they will come up colorfully in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If there is anybody that is here that the enemy is attacking, by the reason of the anointing, I set that person free. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, you say by the reason of the anointing, every yoke shall be destroyed. Therefore, Lord, if there are powers around this ministry, if there are powers that are trying to pull this ministry down, by the reason of the anointing, I command this yoke to be broken. In the name of Jesus. Let this yoke be broken. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I use this point. Pray for as many people that are having one need or another. Help needs, those that are sick in their bodies. We use your servant counseling as a point of contact. The Lord, you minister to as many people that are sick. And Father, show them your goodness and your mercy. In the name of Jesus Christ. For the Ignition Ministry, we pray that Father, you will raise partners in this great ministry. That will be able to support the great vision that Lord, you are giving your servant. And this vision will come to friction. And Lord, it will be well celebrated in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Father, as we have done this, may your name be glorified. Thank you, my dear Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Jam your hands together for the glory of God. I want to point out for some who may not know. Do you do you know 
something significant has happened this morning. Perhaps the Lord has shared with some of you as he shared with me. But let me go back for a second. His very first point was making a choice, right? He speaks from a platform of experience. And I want to share for just a moment, because normally we go like three or four hours, so <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, by, by the way, for the record, we don't do schedules here, so if the Lord speaks, he ju- you just let him speak, and then eventually he gets hungry. And then he gets hungry. <laughs> no, but when I met Andrew, and it's, it was coming up on five years ago now, coming up on five years ago, the Lord put a choice to him. It was right around that time. Can't remember if it was right before or right after. But the Lord gave a choice to him. Are you going to trust me in relationship or are you going to go down an easy road? See, in Nigeria, Assemblies of God is very large. Very large. I think over 6,000 churches, correct? Or no, 8,000. Over 15,000, okay. I was, oh, 6,000 was on the one side. Okay, that's what it was. Over 15,000 churches nationwide. And, and literally millions and millions of people in those churches. Out of all of that, Andrew was number three. He was the General Secretary of Assemblies of God nationwide. There was, sadly, a split within Assemblies of God. There was a coup, if you will, to take over, and the one who took over, the group that took over, they were not following what God wanted. They took control of the finances. They took control of the resources. And they talked with Andrew. And they said, we want you to come with us. And they offered him way more than what he was getting already. Which was already a rich man's salary. They offered him so much more. And without hesitation, he understood his choice. And he said, no. This world does not own him. But Jesus bought him with a price. And so it was at that moment that he made his choice. And the choice of relationship that that he had with God in building that relationship, much as he said going on, it wasn't an easy road. Right? It was a road of risk. It was a road of difficulty. In many ways still is. A road of difficulty. But do you understand joy does not come from your surroundings. Joy and peace does not come from what you get. When we were sitting, I think that day at at the market, when we were out in this, I think it was 107 that day, if I remember. It was 107. And and I remember thinking at the time, because we were out there for an hour and a half or almost two hours. 
And we didn't even think to bring water. Right? We're just out there and, and we went and we just went where the Lord told us to go and we're praying for people and, and they're just out there. They're in the sun. That's where we went. I gotta tell you, it, I didn't even feel the heat. Right? Which is extraordinary. And, and, and it did not slow any of us down. Why? Because we weren't focused on that. We were focused on the yes. Lord, yes. If this is what you have for me, yes. Did it mean that it was comfortable? No. Did we recognize the fact that it was uncomfortable? Afterwards. Afterwards, when we're sitting in the van thinking, was it this hot outside? It's really hot in this van. Right? So when you say yes, He will put you on a path to bring you to a place of knowing everything that He needs you to know. Of acquiring everything that He needs you to acquire. See, you don't need to worry about that. You just have to say yes. And believe me, believe me, that's hard enough. Do you think it was easy For Abraham, when God said, go sacrifice your son, do you think it was easy for him to say yes? No, it wasn't. But yet he didn't hesitate. See, that was already a decision he made long before Isaac was ever born. Because he had a relationship with the Lord. The Lord and that relationship grew so strong that he knew he will never do anything to hurt me. And, and I could just imagine Abraham's thought process, even going up that hill with, I know he would do never, he would never do anything to hurt me. So even if his life is taken, then he will be raised. Because God was his best friend. See, that's what he wants. That's all he wants from us. If he could be everyone's best friend in this local church, oh my goodness, imagine what he can do. Do you understand why this morning is significant? The Lord was telling me just at the end there, when just before Andrew started praying over us, He said, do you understand that I have brought fruit from your ministry back to this place to declare for this ministry? That's extraordinary. Don't count that as something small because it's not. It's huge. Don't count the little things in your life that God does as small because they all carry weight. Every yes you give him carries weight. And it's not my intent to come up here and preach, but I'll tell you what, it was weird though. Sitting here, I think this was maybe only the second time, right, that I sat here and listened to somebody preach. But what an awesome word. What 
an awesome word. We hear it all the time, relationship. But do you know we could not hear it a million more times and still not need to hear it? Because that's the answer. That's the answer to everything. That's the answer to what he's doing here. That's the answer to what he's doing in Nigeria. That's what the answer to what he's going to do in every point that he takes our feet and plants them. I'm excited. Oh my goodness. I'm excited for what God's doing. So just say yes. Just say yes. Take, take a printer or take a piece of paper and just make this big billboard that says yes and paste it on your wall at home. That every time you wake up, you wake up and you see this big yes. Yes, Lord. You have me. You have every part of me. You have my family. You have my children. You have everything that I own. Or if you're younger, you have every choice that is mine to make. I give it to you. I give it to you as your choice. Just take my feet and move on. Amen? Amen. Let's just close in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for Andrew. Thank you for comfort. Father, thank you that they have come all this way to just spend time with their family. Because that's what we are. Lord, I pray that you bless this week that they're here and bless next Sunday when they're they're back. And just, God, what you're doing in knitting our hearts together. I thank you. I thank you for the many, 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 many hearts that are in Nigeria that will see this presentation this morning. That you're knitting our hearts with them. See, to you, Father, distance is not anything that gets in the way. You knit a heart, even though it may be 7,000 or 8,000 kilometers away. It doesn't matter to you. You knit hearts. So, Father, we thank you for the hearts that you are knitting with us and knitting with Ignition in Nigeria. I thank you for the governor. He has become my friend. I thank you for that. I thank you, Father, for the Tortive and being able to meet him. And I thank you in advance because I know he also will become my friend. Lord, because you will do it. In both occasions, when I heard from both men, they both said that you were everything to them. That, more than anything else, makes us brothers. Just like each one in here and each one in Nigeria that makes you everything to them. They are grafted into a family, not just by salvation, not just by golden ticket to heaven. Because you can be part of a family and not be part of a family. But to really be grafted in 
It is to accept who your son is as Savior, but then say yes to relationship. And then we become brothers and sisters. Thank you for that. Thank you for what you're doing, Father. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen.